0: Welcome to the Proclaim and Defend podcast, a ministry of the Foundations Baptist Fellowship International. We seek to encourage and inform pastors on modern-day topics from a biblical perspective. Our mission is to bring together like-minded Baptists
1: to collaborate in glorifying God through fulfilling the Great Commission. As we look at the problems of the seven local churches in Revelation 2 and 3, Pergamos is considered by most as the compromising church. The editors of the New King James Version have given it this name, as have many others. It's important to carefully note what the problems were with this church and what the Lord thought about them. They're Jesus. These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword, Revelation 2.12. The way that Christ identifies himself to this church is as one who holds the sharp two-edged sword. The symbolism of the sword here is discernment and judgment. We are required to be discerning because our Lord is also discerning and judging. It was a good-looking church, says I know your works, and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. And you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. There are a lot of good things to say about this church. There were extensive gospel works going on. They stood in a place where there was spiritual opposition. The temple of Asclepius was in Pergamum, and there was fervent Roman paganism in place that opposed Christianity. This was a church that took a stand against paganism and false doctrine, so much so that one of their members had become a martyr. It's important to note that compromising churches can look like churches that are taking a good stand. There was no doubt a true level of genuine spirituality in this church. It would have been a congregation that would have been highly admired today by both fundamentalists and conservative evangelicals alike. Their fellowship was their problem. But I have a few things against you because you have... There are those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus, you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Their problem was their fellowship. They maintained fellowship with those who held the doctrine of Balaam and the Nicolaitans. Balaam taught the children of Israel to sin by encouraging marriages with the Canaanites, which led to idolatry in Israel. There is significant debate regarding what the doctrine of the Nicolaitans was. Early church fathers seem to indicate that these were people who claimed to be followers of the deacon Nicholas, Acts 6. Some claimed that he justified sexual immorality as an acceptable part of Christianity, or some twisted his words to make it seem that he taught such. One early false teacher named Carpocrates went so far as to say that having everything in common in the church should extend to wives as well. This immorality in the name of Christianity brought all of Christianity into disrepute with the Romans and was used as an excuse for persecution. The manifestation of compromise here is that the church at Pergamum tolerated those in their membership who were involved in sexual immorality and excused it and idolatry. What's wrong with eating meat offered to idols? After all, Paul said it didn't matter. Well, that's not exactly the case. Paul made the case that there was nothing magical or corrupting in the meat itself that was offered to idols. But the reason that it was condemned universally in the early church was that eating meat offered to idols was seen by the pagan world as an act of worship. It affirmed and supported pagan gods and paganism. It was a denial of the Lord. Now, failure to separate from this kind of sin is sin. Repent or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Revelation 2.16 Failure to separate from immorality and false doctrine was sin. Christ commanded the church at Pergamum to repent. Repentance is reserved for sin, not just for poor judgment. Failure to separate from immorality and false teaching will result in direct opposition of Christ himself against his church that claims his name. It's not that we cannot rub shoulders with sinners in this world. 1 Corinthians 5, 9-11 says clearly that we'd have to go out of the world altogether to avoid daily contact. What we cannot do is affirm someone as a brother who continues in false teaching or immorality or any of the other sins named in 1 Corinthians five eleven. These would include sins of all types, money-grubbing, false doctrine and worship, idolatry, being an abuser, physically and verbally, drunkenness and addictions and extortion. The church at Pergamum was openly tolerating in its membership two of these, sexual sin and false doctrine. I know I see some fundamentalists roll their eyes when we start to talk about biblical separation from false teaching. But this is an important topic. It was important enough for our Lord to represent it here in Revelation 2. And if we do not talk about it, generations will grow up not understanding it, and churches will eventually find themselves being opposed by the very Christ they think they are serving. This has been the Proclaim and Defend podcast.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and give us a good review. If you want to learn more about the FBFI, check out our website at fbfi.org or our blog, Proclaim and Defend, at proclaimanddefend.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Proclaim and Defend
1: podcast.